Welcome to this podcast homily for morning prayer. I'm Father Ron Shibley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These podcast homilies for morning prayer are based upon the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year on prayer book pages X to XLI, using primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second and third pairings of Psalms and Lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated readings of the same psalm. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the text of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer is derived from Mile Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. By the time the King James Version, commonly abbreviated KJV, was published in 1611 A.D. using a new translation of the Psalter based upon the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit Father Ron's blog on the AIC website on which I have posted two illustrations on the subject matter of this podcast. These are two illuminations of Psalm 145, the first from the Stuttgart Psalter produced in the scriptorium at Saint-Germain-de-Prix, Paris, circa 820 A.D., and the second from the Psalter of Henry VIII, with Henry VIII's notations in the margins. In the blog posting, I explain the difference in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible, printed in Latin, and the version used in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer, printed in English. In the Vulgate version, based on Jerome's 4th century translation, which was made the official Bible by the Roman Catholic Church in the 16th century, all psalms from Psalm 10 to Psalm 150 are off by one number. For example, Psalm 145, the psalm appointed for morning prayer and the first Sunday after Christmas in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Psalter is labeled Psalm 144. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice which still appears in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Psalter. The psalm reading appointed for first Sunday after Christmas is Psalm 145, a 21-verse psalm traditionally attributed to King David, which is one of six doxologies at the end of the psalter. In the original Hebrew version and in the Vulgate translations, including the Stuttgart Psalter, illustrated as I noted on the Father Ron's blog page, each verse begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, except the letter N-U-N, or Nun. The first words of the psalm in Latin are exaltabo te dies. I will magnify thee, O God my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name for ever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. 
One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works, so that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. For the Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, that thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever. In the Western Church, Psalm 145 is a doxology, one of six that form the end of the fifth book of Psalms and of the Psalter itself. In the Eastern Church tradition, only verse, only verse 2 is considered to be a doxology. The word magnify in verse 1 from the Latin refers to exaltation, meaning specifically the act of praising and worshiping the Lord. In the Eastern Church tradition, verse 10, all thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee, is a reference to the Incarnation. In that tradition, the verse is often used as a title for icons, especially those used at feasts of the Incarnation. The Church Universal is the true subject of verses 12 and 13, which say that thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men, thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. These two verses were paraphrased in shortened form by St. Paul in 1 Timothy 1, verse 17, Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise. Paul's phrase inspired William Chalmers Smith to write the hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, in 1867 A.D. Verses 15 and 16, The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and fillest all things, living with plenteousness, were incorporated into the traditional blessing before meals in monasteries in the Roman Catholic tradition. Martin Luther quoted the same verses in his small catechism. 
Psalm 145 was likely the inspiration for Richard Mann's 1824 hymn, God My King, Thy Might Confessing. Mant's composition is hymn 280 in the AIC bookstore publication, The St. Chrysostom Hymnal. Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise is hymn 301. Psalm 145 verses 1 to 4, 10, 11, and 21 are a canticle for Ascension Day in the Ascension Day office found on page 113 to 121 of another AIC bookstore publication, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship. The text of all 150 psalms, plus alternative translations of Psalm 23 and Psalm 30, plus a listing of every use of each psalm in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, and a glossary of all places, persons, and events mentioned in the psalms are found in the publication the Prayer Book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary. The first lesson for First Sunday After Christmas is Isaiah 9, verses 2 to 7, and the second lesson is Luke 2, verses 1 to 20, both of which were also the lessons for Christmas Day. The duplication has been explained that it is a way of ensuring that parishioners would hear these two messages at least on one of these two services during the Nativity season. As noted in the podcast homily for Christmas Day, the prophet Isaiah is the subject of Part 2, Chapter 1 in our bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. Luke's Nativity account is featured with illustrations in two AIC bookstore publications, The Gospel of Luke Annotated and Illustrated, and in our Christmas book, Christmas, The Nativity of Our Lord in Scripture, Art, and Christian Tradition, and also is found in episode 14 in the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels. The Life of St. Luke is the subject of episode 15, in our AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series on the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, Saints. The season of Christmas is also celebrated in our seasonal video series, Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord, presented in two episodes. Additional traditional celebrations of Christmas include our seasonal video programs, Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve, and The Twelve Days of Christmas, the latter of which is presented in 12 episodes, one each for the days from December 25th through January 5th. Each series includes theme music and is available using links on the digital library page, with podcast versions on the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The closing prayer is a composition for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer by Archbishop Cranmer, which was modified in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer by the substitution of the phrase, as at this time, for on this day. It is the same collect as the one used on Christmas Day because it falls in within the octave of Christmas. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Until next time, 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.